is very good afternoon. It is Niall Boylan. Now, we've got a bit of a special for you today. And if I said to you, Joseph Allen Malando, would you have a clue who I was talking about? Probably not most of you. But if I said this guy, where is he there now? We'll get him up on the screen now. Joey Exotic, who is the Tiger King. He, well, he was nicknamed the Tiger King. Of course, he's an American media personality. He's also a convicted felon, by the way, can I point out too? We'll get to that in a minute. But of course, he became famous with Carol Baskin on The Tiger King on Netflix, most of you will know from a few years back. Now, of course, there was a huge amount of controversy around the series. He was subject to substantial controversy, especially with a feud with Carol Baskin. In April 2019, a federal judge found him guilty on two counts of hiring someone to murder Baskin in Florida. Eight counts of violating a Lacey Act by falsifying wildlife records and nine counts of violating Endangered Species Act by killing five tigers and selling tigers across state lines. He was also sentenced to 22 years in prison on January the 22nd, 2020 and was incarcerated in the Federal Medical Centre, Fort Worth. But here's the thing. He's running for presidency. Now, he did do this from what we remember back in 2016, and I'm going to talk to his presidential secretary in a few minutes. But have a quick look at this. This was the campaign he had back in 2016, which I'm assuming is the same campaign he has right now. Have a look at this. The purpose of this video today is to let you know who I am. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married, thank God. It's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida, but I can tell you I paid a fine with the USJ, and that is nothing but a civil fine, ladies and gentlemen. That does not mean that I was accused or convicted of any kind of animal cruelty thing. I built one of the biggest facilities and the nicest facilities for exotic animals in this country as far as a private individual goes. I'm Joe Exotic, and don't forget, I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president. And this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. There you go. He's running for presidency. Now, he did run 2016. I don't know how far he got, by the way. But he is running again. And, you know, if Ronald Reagan can be president and Donald Trump can be president, well, maybe Joey Exotic can be as well. His presidential secretary is the monkey man, or real name, Michael Robson, who joins me on the line. Michael, good afternoon to you. I have to say, hey, Michael... Good, good to be I, here, now. When I saw this first, I thought it was a bit of a joke because, let's be clear, he's behind bars. Now, that doesn't sure. stop him under the Constitution of America. That doesn't stop him running for presidency. And I suppose the theory is, if he did become president, he could pardon himself and get back out again. Is that the plan? Correct, yeah. I mean, I can tell you, you know, everybody always wants to know in America what a presidential candidate's first active business will be on day one after inauguration here in the States. Obviously, for Joe, it would be a pardon for himself if he didn't have it prior. So uh, no, no doubt about it. But yeah, that's, I mean... That's one of the beauties of the American Constitution uh, is the ability and the freedom to actually run for office while you're incarcerated. So it's it only is, ever happened once America. in America. It's only ever happened once in American history. 
And I, I, I think somebody ran for presidency for a very short period of time in American history. That's only ever happened once. But there was a particular right. reason for that. I think there was a there was a point being made. It was to do with a protest. I can't remember the exact uh, the moment that it, it happened. But firstly, how did you, Michael, get involved with Joey Exotica? Because we all know what Joey's like. I mean, he's mixed up in all sorts of shenanigans. So how did you get involved with him? You, I mean, you're known as the monkey man. People might know you from TikTok, Instagram, uh, social media, because, of course, you have an obsession with monkeys and you care about them so much. Yeah. I mean, that that's the biggest reason I know, Joe, is the exotics space. So here here in the States and really around the, uh, the globe, those of us who work really closely with exotic animals, we, we cross paths, whether we want to or not. I mean, unfortunately, I've crossed paths with Carol Baskin, with, uh, you know, all the other characters that folks are familiar with there in the Tiger King. Um, but Joe in particular, I just I love Joe. I know Joe's heart. Uh, I know the kind of man that he really is and really appreciate him, really admire him. And so, you know, Joe and I have maintained a friendship for a long time uh, and, and just, you know, again, love the guy. What's interesting, I get asked a lot, how did you end up being in a position to kind of be his mouthpiece, be the talking head for Joe's campaign, to serve as his press secretary during this 2024 campaign? And people have been asked me, how did Joe ask you to do it? And I always tell folks, Joe didn't ask. Joe let me know <laughs> that I was going to be uh, helping him out in this role. And, and did you and you and you seriously consider that, considering the string of convictions that he has, and he's in jail so, for the next twenty two years? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you two two things uh, specifically. Number one, uh, again, like I said prior, I know Joe, and I know yeah. his heart. I know who he is. He claims um, he's innocent. I, I, I know he claims he's innocent. I know. Yeah, but I, I can tell you. Like folks can go over to Joe's campaign website, joeexotic2024.com, but go to slash evidence, the word evidence after that, the, the, the hitman involved in the case, all of the individuals, including Jeff Lowe, Lauren Lowe, you know, all of those individuals who folks are familiar with in the show have given recorded video testimony and affidavits saying that they lied under oath, that they committed perjury, that they were paid off by U.S. federal agents, by entertainment officials at Netflix and, and production officials to maintain a false story that led to Joe's conviction. Specifically but if that's the, yeah, but if that's the case, why is he still in prison? I mean, if there was that much evidence and people are willing to confess to lying under oath uh, because they were paid off to do so, uh, the hitman, of course, may, would be the main one, of course, that he was hiring this hitman to do this. If that was the case, yeah. why is he still in jail then? Why? I mean, surely, that, surely that evidence we looked at. It is a great question to ask, Niall. And actually, our team was just having this discussion this morning. The reality is, and, and let's be honest, I don't know how folks across the pond feel about the American justice system, but mm. I can tell you those of us here in America, here in the States, I mean, our, our opinion is the American justice system is broken, deeply broken. Um, the Department of Justice has a 98% conviction rate. They don't want their statistics going down. And the reality is because we have proof that federal agents colluded and, and used corrupt practices to convict Joe in this particular instance, I believe they're awaiting a statute of limitations to expire so that they are not liable for the actions that led to Joe's conviction. Because I know wholeheartedly- But that's, that's 10 years. That's 10 years. Correct. Correct. Yeah, half so, of his sentence. Well, okay. Almost half of his sentence. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, when we started talking, um, it, when we started talking through all of these things and really bringing the evidence to light 
you know, the reality is we, we filed an appeal 14 months ago in his case. The Department of Justice has refused to even review the appeal at this point. Um, it, it's it's a really interesting thing. And of course, I, again, folks are probably watching American politics, especially as we enter into this election season, you know, thus Joe running for office. But our current president has has his own son who should be in, in prison as well. Probably, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of yeah. items. And yet our justice system does not pursue that because we have an unfair justice system who protects certain people and yeah but you would you would imagine with what you've just told me and these people willing to say that they and confess pardon me oh no under oath that they lied or that there was collusion or they were paid to say things or that netflix were involved or whatever that the claims happen to be if that evidence exists you know and people are willing to say that you would imagine, surely, uh, you know, they would they would rush forward an appeal. You would imagine in a case like that. I mean, it does sound a little bit conspiracy theorish, doesn't it? It, it does. I, I totally agree with you. I don't. I certainly can't, you know, refute refute that point of view. However, you got to think again about our justice system here. You have individuals who are serving a thirty year sentence for possession of marijuana in states where marijuana recreational use is now legal. So you've got to ask yourself, why are we still upholding a conviction for someone when the law has significantly changed? And and part of it, part of our, our problem here in, in the U.S. is the privatization of, uh, you know, the, the prisons in America, the justice system here in America. So there's a lot to be profited. There's a lot of federal dollars that take our tax dollars, they put them to work to fund keeping these guys in prison. And so it kind of it's kind of like the big war machine that we see across the world with the political elite. I mean, bottom line, there's a place to wash money, move money, make people wealthy. I really just believe it's a it's a much deeper reality than that. And, you know, two weeks, well, almost three weeks ago, it'll be three weeks tomorrow, uh, they placed Joe in solitary confinement. But they did that within an hour of us announcing that Joe was going to be appearing on national media here in the United States. And I believe they put him in solitary because he has no infraction. He has no uh, behavioral issues, nothing, nothing led up to this moment of solitary. But, 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 but even up. leaving aside, leaving aside, let's just say for argument's sake, he didn't hire somebody, sure. you know, to kill somebody. Let's say he's not right. guilty of that. That's all collusion. And you're 100% right. I mean, there's the other issues as well. I mean, and you being an animal lover and an exotic animal lover. And the other issues is, you know, by killing five tigers, selling tigers across state lines and falsifying wildlife records, nine violations of endangered under the Endangered Species Act. Surely, you know, you as an animal lover would say, oh, I don't want to have to do with this chap. I mean, we, we watched well, yeah, that, We watched no, Joey. That, I, mean, I mean, all and valid he's, he, questions, right? Yeah. All valid questions. So let me address the tigers in particular, the five, the five tigers that were euthanized. They were, they were unwell or elderly animals. And in the United States, under the Endangered Species Act and the Animal Welfare Act, there is a certain level of paperwork and permissions that you have to have in order to enact a euthanasia. And you're supposed to do it a certain way, which is not a humane method in which to kill the animal. So Joe, being a compassionate person, chose to put those animals out of their misery. It wasn't killing them just to make room. Because the story, the conspiracy story that's been floating around about that is Joe needed more room. He was tired. They weren't making any money. So therefore, he got rid of these tigers. That's not the case at all. It's well documented. But yes, he violated. So the Endangered Species Act here in America, when that law was put into place in 1973, that law was designed to protect 
our native wildlife, but bald eagles, you know, mm -hmm. squirrels, skunks, raccoons, you know, things that we see that I see in my front yard every day here and to protect our local wildlife species. They're not designed, nor are they written in any form to protect non-native exotic wildlife. And yet those laws are applied. It's like a mandate, right? So it's okay. not actually a deal, but it's a technicality. It's so, just one of those okay, things. So if I, if I had a, a pet boar constrictor, for example, in my house and I wanted to euthanize it, I have to get a license to do that. No, because that animal is not under the Endangered Species oh, okay. Act here in America. Oh, right. okay. okay. So the, the animals that fall underneath that classification, endangered species for us here in the United States, would be animals like tigers, chimpanzees, uh, lions, you know, very large, very what okay. we would call the, the more exclusive exotic wildlife. Okay. So, so those laws don't even apply to the monkeys that I take care of. Okay. But here's the thing, right? You, you kind of had a pop there, Joe Biden's son. Fair enough. I wouldn't disagree with you. I'd have a pop at Joe Biden as well. I think he's incapable of being a president of your country. I feel so sorry for all you Americans. Okay. But also, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we could, we could equally, equally argue the same about Trump as well. I don't know. I don't know which is the better of the two, to be honest with you. Right. And, you know, and some of the other candidates that are going along there in his presidency. So, but we've all watched Netflix and it was car crash television it was the best oh, car crash television the best car crash television you could ever watch i mean the man is clearly erratic now could you genuinely as his press secretary imagine him running a country he couldn't even run a wildlife park properly what chances he got of running a country being honest so with yourself it, it, i think perspective is everything like i will tell you i've been in the wildlife parks across this country for years you know, I've been doing work with exotic animals since I was a child. So for over 30 years, I've been in and out. I've been into Carol Baskins. You want to talk about a train wreck of, an, a, you know, it's shut down now. Carol's mm -hmm. shut down. She doesn't mm -hmm. exist any longer. Mm -hmm. So, and, and a lot of folks really kind of miss that perspective because again, the, like you said, it's train wreck television, what was created with the Tiger King. Um, and they, they created a persona and, and a story that goes with it. But the individuals, even PETA themselves, Brittany Pete, who's one of the primary leaders at PETA, who I'm not a fan of. I'm not. No, I'm they're, no, no they're bonk. Well, they're bonkers. You know that as well as I do. Well, crazy. But, yeah. But even PETA, as crazy as they are, testified on Joe's behalf during his trial. Like they supported Joe because Joe allowed them and asked them to help with the placement of his animals towards the end because he knew they had to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so he worked with the system. And I think people miss the fact that Joe has continued the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Uh, our USDA, the, the, the officials here in the United States have never one time had a major complaint against Joe. But now when you run an animal park with hundreds of animals, you're going to get a complaint. You're going to, you're going to, you know, something's course, maybe going to be yeah. dirty. You know, things are going to happen. They're, an, they're wild animals. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, and, and, I've, and I've no doubt that Netflix, you yeah. know, designed a lot of those documentaries to be sensational yeah. and make things worse looking than they right. actually were. But we, right. we do know. I mean, look, I don't know, Joey. You know him better than I do, clearly. Uh, you know a lot about him. We spoke to Dylan, one of his boyfriends, going back a few years ago. I remember we interviewed him. Sure. And he seemed to like him at the time. I don't know if he's with him anymore, so I don't think he likes him now. But, but either way, whatever about him as a person... He couldn't be trusted to run a country. He can't even be trusted to, to look after tigers. The man nearly lost his leg, for God's sake. I mean, well, he's not... I mean, to some extent, but let's be real. Like, think about think about all of our all of our nations right now, our developed nations, you know, yeah, the primary yeah. wealthy nations. Look at who's running the nations. I mean, let's stop for a second and pause. Like, do we really want polished representatives in there that are, are, are professional politicians? They've lost all touch with the average person. 
I mean, they're not they're not living life where they're worried about what's the cost of petrol when I fill up my car. You know, what's the cost of the the dozen eggs when I go to the you know to for us it's Walmart over there, you know, Tesco or somewhere like that. You know, when I'm when I'm working to to fill my my refrigerator and you know stock stock the cupboard so that I'm able to eat. Like that's where I think. So you're again, saying he's a, he's a people person, is what you're saying. He's a people person. He's in touch with an understanding of what it means to to actually have to work hard to, to mm-hmm. live life. You know, he's not privileged in any form. And it, mind you, you know, folks forget often Joe was not a famous individual or notoriable person prior to his incarceration. So even for Joe, his own fame is something he doesn't even grasp. <laughs> like he doesn't understand. Well, he well, no. well he was famous he for the Netflix documentaries before he went to right. jail. Yeah, I mean, that's how he became famous. That's how so, everyone, everyone in the world. I mean, look, he is, there's no doubt at one point when those documentaries were on on Netflix, he was probably one of the most famous people in the world uh, because, oh, sure. yeah. because they were screened everywhere. I can't even tell you how popular they were here in Ireland. Everybody oh, was talking about sure. it. We were talking about it on a nightly basis and the, the carry-on that was going on right. and the whole feud between between him and Carol, I mean, that just took over the nation. But in saying Absolutely. that, yeah, you know, when I look, I mean, what has he got to offer the country? I mean, what does he know about war? You know, what does he know about weapons deals? What does he know about stopping the war in Ukraine? What does he know about well, currency, I mean, yeah, that's a, finance? Good questions to ask. Sure, absolutely good questions to ask. I, I, I'll say this. Here, here's one of the things that set the United States apart. Obviously, why we formed this nation and left Britain, left the crown, you know, a few hundred years ago. Although our nation doesn't look any different than the crown we left. It's yeah, overtaxed yeah, and overgoverned and all of that kind of stuff. So we've repeated history. But the reality is this was a nation by the people for the people. And so it was the farmers. It was the small business owners. It was the landowners who built and led this country were represented. And for Joe, that's his basis to come back and say, we need to return America to the roots of where it came from. As far as war and all of that, no, I don't. I Listen, I don't think half the guys sitting around the table in the situation room at our own White House have a clue what they're talking about when it comes to those things. But I'll say this, Joe's policy when it comes to Ukraine is quit giving them money. It's not yeah. our war. It's not our no, fight. No, I, I, know I, do, no I do understand that. I genuinely do understand yeah. that. But what I'm saying to you is, I mean, he doesn't know an awful lot about politics. He doesn't know an awful lot about the value of the dollar. You know, when I talk about the value of the dollar, how to keep the dollar where it is. He doesn't know about the national debt, how to solve the problem. He doesn't know about how to solve the problem of healthcare, which every country in the world probably has a problem with healthcare. He doesn't. And I understand he can delegate all that to other people, like most presidents do. But as a president in America, unlike the president of Ireland, who has no power, he has a lot of power. And, you know, I I hate to quote the line, but with great power comes great responsibility. And I don't know if people think Joe, as much as they might like him and he's popular, thinks that he has that responsibility or he's capable of that responsibility. Well, I I think more so than people realize. Now, again, obviously I'm biased. I believe in Joe and I I stand with Joe. But I'll tell you, when it comes to things like the value of the dollar and, and, and protecting our economy, I think for us, one thing that Joe's very clear on is we've stopped producing our own natural resources here in the United States and using them as an export, which gave us the power we had in the international financial space to be a leader in the economics. I mean, we're losing our places, the petrol dollar, right? There's you've got yeah. the BRICS nations that are forming. we got 43 people that have applied to be part of the BRICS nations, almost a third of the nations on this planet. And uh, we've the only way we fix that, and Joe knows this, we talk about it a lot, uh, the only possible way that's fixed is we start extracting our own natural resources again, petroleum, oil, those things, exporting them back out of the country. We quit playing the game of green and and, and climate change and all that mess. 
because we need a sustainable energy source. We're not going to ban nuclear energy. Those things. I think when we start looking back at at bringing but, our own manufacturing, and I'm agreeing back, with you, Michael. I'm okay. agreeing with you. But that's you right. talking. This is not Joey talking. This is you. No, it's Joe talking ah. because I wouldn't say it if Joe hadn't already said it to me. Okay. I, I'm here to represent Joe's work, so I can tell you that he he sees a lot more than I think people realize. He's a lot more uh, attuned to these issues because again, we're talking about a man who built you know, two decades of legacy of building a park based on those freedoms and the right to build his life, his business, his home, his land, everything the way he wants under the freedoms and the auspices of the American Constitution. And what we've seen, especially here in America, and I'd say more so in the last 30 years than any time in history is an eroding of the constitutional rights and over governance where you've got these agencies, the FBI, you, you know, USDA, ah. all of that. that I, I'm also elected officials and they don't have the power to make laws, but they're enforcing okay. I'm also a little bit confused. Joey confuses me sometimes. Uh, I don't know whether he's a liberal or a conservative or whether he's somewhere in the middle or he does <laughs> a little bit of both. But I like that there's a confusion into that because I think, again, for us in American politics, and maybe this is the same throughout, throughout Europe as well, I think that because there's a shift in, 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 in global culture right now, is that for us, you know, everything here has been partisan of Republican or Democrat, right? So conservative or liberal. Yeah. The reality is, is that a lot of those values have actually kind of switched places. But the reality the, or the truth in the middle of that is there aren't two parties in America anymore. There's one party, which is the ruling elite. They may play games of talking points about conservative or liberal, but the reality is they're all working towards the same goal, which is their own enrichment and their control of the Yeah, they're self-serving. Well, look, we know they're self-serving. Although in fairness, right. I, I, so know Don, I know Donald Trump didn't take away. Yeah. But the reality is for Joe, he is a he is a fiscally uh, you know, life-driven conservative person when it comes to that, but he lives a liberal life, obviously. So I think that's why people kind of scratch their heads because they would think, oh, well, this guy who is gay and has had multiple partners and you know is a little little crazy to to, to most people's perception. <laughs> He's got a mullet, he dresses different, yeah. he does all this. Surely that's, this that's guy's the understatement of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, he fits the name exotic. He is exotic. Oh, but okay, yeah. so okay, his campaigning. You're his press secretary. I don't know what sort of finances he has to finance this. Um, and is he is he going to be allowed? I don't know what the American law or how it stands when it comes to campaigning from jail. Is he going to be allowed to put out videos? Is he going to be allowed to have pictures taken? So, is he going to be allowed to do a press current, conference? Currently, the answer to that question is no. There's not a real law that actually governs that or stops him. It's just the Department of Justice has restricted access for us to bring cameras or equipment to Joe in order to capture those things. So that's where my role has come in to basically in proxy, be a face, be a talking head for Joe and, and step into moments just like today to be able to speak to those things. But the truth is our system here is, is, is working to quiet him. You know, Joe doesn't have, you know, mega donors. We're not talking, you know, we don't have a list of billionaires that are writing checks to Joe's campaign. It's grassroots, 100% America. It's a dollar here, $100 there, you know, $50 there for Joe's campaign. We use that. It's a team of volunteers. I'm not paid. No one else on the campaign is paid. And <laughs> while that does inhibit our ability to, but you know, does. win yeah. a bigger race or, or gain a lot of attention, at the same time, for us as Americans, and this is, it, you know, I, I speak to this on a very personal level, that's what America is supposed to be, a place of uh, possibility and, and freedom for any citizen to be able to do things like this. And so what I love is we're able to go into these positions and say, look, if Joe can do it, if, if us as a team can be in this conversation in national media in such a prominent conversation of the future of this country, anybody has the right to do it. 
but I think we've lost the belief in it because they get muddled up in professional politicians, billionaires, you know, elites, that kind of stuff, and forget that this again is a place where the average person has the right and the freedom to rise up and take a leadership position. I mean, look, a lot of people are going to think about this. They're going to say, okay, there's no way he's going to be the president, right? Well, now you have a lot of hope and, you know, and I wish you all well. And I, you know, and maybe he will, or maybe he'll surprise us all. As I said, Ronald Reagan became the president. And I remember the very first day that I heard Donald Trump was running for president. I went, you're mad. A businessman hotel owner is never going to be president. You know, but he became the president. So who knows? But in saying that, Taking it that he's not going to be the president, have you spoken to any of the other candidates, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. or Robert F. Jr., Robert Kennedy Jr. or DeSantis or anybody else, uh, with a view to pardoning Joe if they become the president? Has anybody else suggested? Because I know Donald Trump was asked have, as he left the White yeah, House. I have reached he, out. I believe well, that I believe Trump in particular, were he reelected here in the United States, Trump would offer a pardon. Um, I believe you know we've got a candidate by Vake Ramaswamy. Uh, who's running as a Republican candidate here, I believe Vivek would offer said pardon. Um, I've not had a chance to speak with anybody on Kennedy's campaign. Uh, I've reached out to a number of folks in DeSantis' campaign. I believe DeSantis would would consider. He is not verbally, you know, nobody's verbally said that on his campaign. Mm -hmm. So I do believe it's possible because one thing I do know, uh, with the exception of Joe Biden, uh, all of the candidates who are currently running during this election cycle certainly have a viewpoint of an overhaul of our justice system. So I do believe in this particular instance, they actually have political incentive, not just personal incentive, to consider Joe's case and offer that pardon to him because it's it's just and due for Joe. So so the the campaign is already on the move. It's and similar to other presidential campaigners or uh, nominees. Will you be touring the country with posters of Joe and hoping to kind of get a bit of support? We will from- definitely be doing a lot of grassroots moving around this country and, and holding different events. We've got our, our next event uh, that we're about to put on the calendar actually start in D.C. because we're going to start talking about corruption and problems in our Department of Justice. We're going to do it right from the White House lawn. So we want to be right there on the front lines to start this conversation, you know, nationally for our people to consider. And listen, for Joe, if if it's not ultimately an, an actual election for Joe himself, if it does nothing for the American people but move this conversation forward and taking this nation back and quit allowing, you know, governing elite to usurp the rights and freedoms of the American citizen, then we're successful either way. Okay. Well, look, I wish you well, Michael. I, I, to be honest with you, I have a lot of faith in you if you're running for presidency because you sound like you know what you're talking about. And I hope <laughs> well, you're mimicking. I hope you're mimicking the words of Joe. By the way, did he get his hair cut in jail? Not at all. No way. Joe's not going to cut his hair. Not for anything in the world. Somebody would have to shoot him, tranquilize him, hold him down, and shave his head. That's the only way it's happening. <laughs> Well, look, it's been a really interesting conversation. I wish you well. I, I, I think, you know, it's going to be a tough one. I, I think you yourself realize he's not going to be the president, but the one thing he will do is draw more attention to himself and his own case, I suppose, sure. which may which may help uh, and may help other presidents or potential presidential candidates uh, to give him a pardon. Now, I know Donald Trump was asked as he left the White House the last time, and he kind of, at that stage, he kind of didn't really know who Joe, well, he pretended he didn't know who Joe Exotic, and he actually asked the, the reporter, if I remember rightly, he said, would you let him go? <laughs> if I remember rightly, he right. said that to him. So I, I, I don't know whether Trump, maybe Trump knows more about it now. Maybe he does. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Uh, but I, we all probably assume that Joe Biden and Trump will be running again, or maybe DeSantis, 
Kennedy Jr. I don't know. We don't know who's going to be running for presidency in America. We'll it's see. Now, yeah, yeah. Who's your money on? Apart from, if, apart Joe from Biden, Joe. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond everything else on this planet. I think all of us, no matter what country you're in, you know, one of my favorite things, Sky News always runs the spot, you know, making fun of Joe and, and, and Kamala Harris. I, we have the worst administration in the history of the United States. There's no question about it. We need a change. So regardless of who ends up in that office, Anybody but Biden. Yeah, well, you do. You, you heard he called Zelensky Vladimir last night, didn't you? That was yes, that's, I did. <laughs> that's the latest one. Unreal, unreal. <laughs> I know. And this man is running the most powerful nation in the world. It's kind of comical. Anyway, listen. Thank you very much indeed, Michael. Uh, Michael Robson. I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, Joey Exotics, presidential secretary. It's a good title, and I'm sure you feel good having that title rather than just the monkey man. It's just a title. I'm happy just doing me, man. I'm I'm happy to show up and serve folks and, and more than anything, fight for the future of this nation, man. When's when's your Netflix documentary coming, by the way? The Monkey Man. Well, you know, I actually had a film crew here shooting here a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll make it into anything or not. But okay. they've certainly shown up many times to document things. But I don't want to be an I don't want to be the next Tiger King. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> the monkey king. Michael, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming to talk to us today. Thank you very much. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.